0: This is iBROX. Hello and welcome to your weekly edition of This is iBrox, it's your Rangers podcast. My name's Scott Patterson, as always, you're very welcome. This is iBrox, this is your Rangers podcast and brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. You can contact them as soon as you can on 0122 8 8 8 or via email at craig.bryce at hhhmortgages.com. You can visit their company socials, all the W's, Triple H they're available on Facebook, Triple H Mortgages. Listeners and viewers to the pod, if they mention ourselves, um, Craig and and the guys in there will look after you very well indeed with some free mortgage advice and a review should you need it. Welcome to the pod. As I say, Scott Patterson hosting you again for the final pod prior to the international break. And we are joined by three guys from this Ibrox stable. We're joined by Jim McMillan. Hi, Jim. How are you?
1: Hello, anyway, Scott, good to see you again.
0: Good um, man, welcome back. Hi. Dylan joins us as well. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm great back as well. Good man. And David, who's becoming a bit of a veteran, we have to say, at the old <laughs> podcast. He's um yeah. he's been good enough to afford this his time as well. How are you, mate? All right. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. Good man. So we'll start with you, David. Big weekend at iBrox. And I think a lot of people looked at the the Hibs game um, rightly so. Uh, top V second top as um a real big hit and match this weekend and it didn't really disappoint. I thought it was an excellent game of football in the first instance. Hibs came and I thought it had to go the first half hour certainly. Aye,
2: aye you can't argue with that. I mean they, they came, took it to us. Um I think we all pinpointed on the and this bit would be a threat. Sure enough, that happened pretty quickly. Um Obviously, you your major talking point as well without red card. Yeah. Um, probably a bit shakier from us than I'd maybe hoped for, but came out in the second half, put things right, did what we needed to do. Um, Ken, I'm getting a bit frustrated with the lack of performance, but at the same time, performance doesn't get you three points. The result does, which yeah. we've got again. So. I think we can say it's a good a good day for us. Um, not with its moments of worry, maybe, but
0: overall, good day. So, Del, I'll come to you first. Obviously, Hibs took the lead at Ibrox, um, and I have to say, I, I felt that um, from a Hibs perspective, Kevin Isbitt, really good header, looping mm-hmm. header, finds himself in an area that he should never really get a free header in, certainly, I think, from the first instance we need to, to stop that cross, and there's definitely a lack of communication there in the centre of the area, isn't there?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you say, you know, Kevin, was probably one of the best strikers in the week and to allow him to have that much space in the box for a free header is just crazy to think, you know. it's definitely a a lack of communication between Colton, Lundstrom, the defence in general, so... It was for us to Was a goal like that, especially considering last season where it seemed that like we had like such a brick wall that it was very hard to penetrate us. But yeah. when a goal went in, I did worry that it's just going to be one of those days, mm-hmm. uh, considering like, our recent form as well. So, yeah, this wasn't a good start for us at
0: all. Jim, I think Dylan makes a really good point. I think it's one of the the big gripes I have as a as a Rangers supporter um, this season, it's probably the fact that last season we were so solid defensively that the, the sort of back four and the goalkeeper were effectively as reliable as as you needed them to be. This season, does not seem to have really been going that way for them? Does it?
1: No, no, definitely doesn't he? Um, again, the, the back the back four's been quite unsettled as well um, yeah. since since pre season. Pretty much, there's it's not really been. I can't remember two 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 teams playing back to back with the same back four, um, and it's it's a bit unsettled. I don't know what it's again it comes back to the this whole argument. Of, can they can they play in front of a, a crowd and everything else? And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they're, why they're unsettled, but it's, it's about a mystery. But the the it's the same back four pretty much we played all last season when at different times, obviously, but they were solid as you're saying and. It just seems to be a bit misshaped at times a lot, and it's it's costing It's it's, Unfortunately, we can say it's not really costing domestically yet, but obviously in Europe you've you've seen it, but I can't really pinpoint what's what's really going on. But something is a bit alarming.
0: So just sticking with you, Jim. I think one of the things that, that that got with me, as I say, stop the cross in the first instance. Great believer mm-hmm. in that, albeit it's a good cross. Um so Barisic in the first instance has to do that. He must stop the cross coming over, albeit it's a good good delivery mm-hmm. from Cadden. Um I some I'm a I'm a stickler for if the the ball drops into that area on or around the six yard line. I always think that your goalkeeper has to come and claim no. the ball. No, definitely um and I don't know if McGregor just felt there was too many bodies to come and and try and claim the ball, or indeed, if he felt one of Balleghan, Goldson, or Lundstrom should probably have dealt with it against a guy who I would suggest is smaller than each of those guys. No,
1: uh, that was that was As I... I you say, freedom in this, but they I, as you say, it's really the goalkeepers. Really down to the goalkeeper right I just come out and smash it. Get, it get come out, collect the ball, just take out everybody there. That's pretty much what I don't expect from a from a Rangers goalkeeper just to come and collect the ball. Yeah. If he's not trusting his defence to, to, to deal with it, he needs to come out and and uh, just I, I take you've seen it before, you know, just take the catch, catch a ball or just take anybody out that's in front of him and then um, that's I don't know what's going on with that.
0: I think in the first instance, David, what you're looking for, maybe for your goalkeeper to do, and anyone who knows, knows I'm a huge fan of Alan McGregor, um, and this isn't a criticism. Um, but I think at that point, you're, you are probably looking for your goalkeeper to come out and claim the ball and just settle things. It was almost the first attack of the game. Aye, aye, 100%. I mean, the box wasn't that crowded, I didn't think. or Certainly not with Hibbs
2: players. Yeah. You know, okay, you can sort of debate about the three we had there, and maybe one of them should have dealt with it, but... I'm pretty sure it was only Nisbet inside the six-yard box. Yeah. Um, 100% McGregor's got to come for that. And, you know, uh, I think you have to ask why. Why didn't he? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all well and good saying trust your defence, but, you know, for me, that's your bread and butter. We're not talking the penalty spot, you know. He's not having to sprint out and grab it. It's literally there in front of him he is best placed to take that. And apart from anything else, you can then recycle it quickly, get an attack going. Rather than, you know, if one of the defenders had caught it, I did knock it out the box, but it's not going much further than the 18 yard box. Yeah. So, you know, I think for a couple of reasons he should have taken it. One of the things that did strike me though, um, just as we were talking sort of through that, um, is for me personally, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will agree. Or at least I hope you will. But um, last season was characterized by a really, really high press. You know, yeah. we were on them as soon as they came anywhere near the halfway line. Now we just seem to have stopped doing that this season. But what that did is it forced teams to play stupid long balls. It forced them to play really quick balls that wouldn't have had the same accuracy. And that, in turn, would have prevented them even getting into that sort of situation where your man's got enough time just slinging a wee pinpoint cross for Nisbet to yeah. tuck away. Um, so, yeah, you know, to an extent, I blame the defence. They should have cleared it. But I think you know, as a team, we're probably
0: not defending as well as what we did last year. Dylan, I think David's absolutely right. And I think playing devil's advocate a little bit. I think it's it's almost easy to say to Alan McGregor, okay, that ball's six yards for your line. I expect you to come and claim it. However, um, I think when you've got two centre-halves of, of good pedigree, you could argue how well they're playing this season, um, and John Ludstrom, one of them really has to sort of put their cock in the block and take responsibility and take control of the ball.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean... You know, you look at Winston. He was he was playing in the Premiership uh, this time last year. Coach, um, again, you know, he's been here long enough that he's considered a team leader. Um, Bowe, again, you know, he's sort of experienced enough as a range defender. So, I think you know, maybe we the play, we could just go around the defence to be honest, instead of like a specific person. Um, well, McGregor. Since that up, boy, could have went out for the ball, but again, as you said, if maybe that Bar- says, drop in, We close down uh, the cross at first instance, or uh, if there was clear communication between Balcon, Goldson, and Lundstrom, about who's going to mark uh, Nesbitt, then we wouldn't be 1-0 at that point. So yeah. I think in that regard, the blame could really go around everyone at that point. Just a collection of errors, unfortunately.
0: So we're going to come back uh, on the pod to, to John Lundstrom. Um... As the, as the pod develops, for the sake of a statement, we have to say at the moment he is playing out of his skin. Yeah. Um, David, one thing I want to come to you on now, though, as you sort of brought it up and and led with it, we're recording this on Monday night, so we now know that Hibbs have had the audacity and the, yeah. I, I think it's a wee bit frivolous, in the least, to to appeal against the Ryan Porteous red card. Um, David, the. the I actually I, I have to put my hands up and I say I, I think the boy's a, a relatively decent defender. Um he's he's been sort of involved in the international setup and he's been involved with Hibs now for a couple of seasons. However, in each of these seasons he continues to have these dodgy moments, these one offs almost three seasons in a row now. Uh-huh. Um all against Rangers. So I've seen footage today of tackles he's made against Koulibaly previously. Yeah. Barisic, yeah. he said the ongoing feud with Morales, um, Morelos, rather, don't know where that came from. Um, Ali McCoy's moment, I know it was, it was one of them, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and then of course, yesterday, um, we have this extremely rash challenge that we can only really be thankful that Joribo's leg isn't planted in the ground. Yeah, um, do you know what? I don't think he is a bad
2: defender, um, like you say, you know, he's. It's been a boot. He's been involved. He can defend. Um, I think for me, the bigger question to Hibs fans, you know, they're all giving it large about how it's some conspiracy to help Rangers and all the rest of it. The question for me is why does he keep putting himself in that position? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he keeps doing it. Like you said, it's not, that isn't a one off. He does it all the bloody time. And sooner or later, he is going to end up ending someone's season. Yeah. off the back of it and you know it, you just you can't make that defense for him that it's out of character because it isn't <laughs> i mean like in a rebo's case for example there one of the takes i've seen is uh there wasn't any contact where rebo well no there wasn't because rebo jumped out the way but if he hadn't like you said if he planted his foot he would be talking a whole different story here 100%. And, i mean like we said at the start <laughs> You know, another one I've seen is the rules are too strict. Well, we're not going backwards. You know, football in this day and age isn't going backwards. We're not going back to 50 years ago where you could two-foot someone and be told it was a good tackle. So, you know, these guys are pros. They know the rules. They know what's expected of them. In his case, he's been sanctioned for it before. So, you know, surely he's got to realise I can't keep doing this. And for me, that's the question that Hib should be asking. Know why the ref gave a red when he could have booked him or whatever, it's why does the lad keep doing it? Jim,
0: I think over the course of sort of last night and, and during the day today, we've had many experts, and I use the word really, really, really loosely, um, comment on how the, the laws need changed and how um just how it it was almost um misunderstood. So you've had you've had Michael Stewart come out and, and defend almost defend him. I think he has defended him to a certain extent. I understand that. But Tam McManus. Um and we've also had um Graham Spears um make a comment on it. It's always good to hear from when he talks about it's, Rangers stuff because it like gives a us context. Eh? It is, it absolutely is. Three amigos. Yeah. Um I don't think there's any doubt that it, it it was a red, but this guy definitely has previous when he plays against Rangers and um, I think it's something that the SFA are going to need to look really um, quite strongly at in this case, regardless of whether he have appealed or not, the boy clearly has a problem.
1: Uh, I agree, with you, that's for you guys, I've only friends having a pint me either? You know? um, <laughs> but, but, uh, no, no, definitely, I... the, rules, the rules are there, the rules are there. And, um, you can't go in with tackles like that, as you say, we've all agreed, it's going to be a case where you're going to get somebody injured, no, rather... Out for the season. I don't. Enzo i I've seen it. Yeah, seen it happen many a time. Seen it with Durant. It happened to him. Yeah. Um, but the uh, let's just say the you've, you've got a there's you, you can't go into tackles. I, I know they're talking. Same same people are talking about about Lindstrom's tackle. Lindstrom won the ball. Yeah. He
2: wouldn't.
1: He, 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 he didn't jump in. Right. He, jumped, he might have jumped in with two feet, but he jumped in, knowing where the ball was. and Won the ball. Yeah. Do you know they,
2: what, Phil? Can I just jump in there a minute, Jim? See if for I me, mean. right. It's not even about winning the ball, right? I keep seeing these stills, and I'm with you, like it's totally ridiculous comparison. But Lundstrom's eyes off the deck, but his feet are going towards the ground. The studs are doing his mm-hmm. legs bent. You know, it's a totally different, totally different tackle. Yeah. Um they, they just aren't comparable at all. No, it's, it's, Sorry, I. I I get quite no, wrapped no. up about this.
1: <laughs> no, quite right. Quite I should right, probably so. let someone else say a turn. <laughs> no, quite <laughs> rightly so. No, I agree 100% because it's, as you say, he's got previous and it always seems to be against strangers. And he says, well, he's always been sent off against strangers. never been sent off against anybody else. We got we did get sent off against Kilmarnock. And then that uh, just kind of pips people down a bit. But yeah. he's, 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 I think it's really down to Jack Ross. Jack Ross, after the game, said, he can see why the referee gave a red card. And it's quite obvious why would they give a red card because you can't fly into tackles like that. But you nearly needs to sit him down and say, oh, "You need to get a grip yourself. You're, you're not going to be in this team for much longer, uh, or even at a national level, if you ask where you probably want to go." But yeah, he uh, just can't. You just can't do it. You, you can't. You can't excuse it. You can't. It's, there's no. There's Dylan, can
0: it's interesting to hear Jim refer to to Jack Ross who said post-match, that he can see why the referee has, has almost sent him off, which, really for me, makes tonight's news that they've appealed it all the more bizarre.
3: Mm-hmm. I just don't get it, honestly. Um, I feel like, even though I've like, uh, seen like ex-footballers on Twitter saying that if that tackle gone any other way, then we would have broken his leg. So yeah. I just don't really get what, where this argument is coming from. Um, I mean, I met at first, uh, didn't see much of that, but I see when you kind like, swat, see from different angles, you see that up, the studs were up, yeah. and, you know, he, he was just going, he was just going through the man, setting for the ball, oh. and, you know, as the guys have said, he's going to end up really seriously injuring someone in a week, and the fact that we still have people, like, defending DACO, like, that's the way it's supposed to done Scottish football, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, it, Maybe get it done in Scottish football, but if you see any European football, that's red card any other day of the week. So, I guess that's,
2: that, that's the same folk that want about the TV deal down south as well.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually quite glad that he got a straight red card for that because I think hopefully that'll set the market down for the future that that goes like that will be boring, But again, just don't really get all, all the hassles, but to be honest.
0: So we're going one nothing, up at one nothing down rather at half-time, I apologise. David, I just wonder, taking into account our form so far in the season, um, I just wonder how confident you were about us turning that around in the manner we were only doing the second half. Oh, make me shame myself. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest.
2: I knew we could do it, but yeah. I wasn't confident we would. Um and it kind of hurts to say that, especially off the back of last season's. There's a boy I follow on Twitter actually that was talking about how shite Rangers were um, and sat about Mike Beale. And Mike Beale actually called him out on it. <laughs> I did. I seen that. He's seen that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, almost fear to have an opinion. But no, I mean, I don't think any of us can say our form's been amazing. You know, last season, you'd have probably been 99% confident we'd have sat and dug that out with 10 men, whereas not so much so far this season yeah obviously time to go but no i i wasn't confident we would i was confident we could absolutely um you know man advantage i still think we've got better players regardless of form yeah you know the simple fact is those those players did what they did last season and they haven't just become terrible overnight so the no. ability's all there it's just translating that into actual performance on the pitch
0: Dylan, I Stephen Gerrard spoke um post match about how important the, the substitutions were um in the game and, and just the, the general way that they they assisted um Kima Roof get, gets the first of, of the the two goals. Uh, really good header, great movement at, at the back post, um and the delivery from Nathan Patterson was absolutely wonderful. Yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, I thought um I care. It's a good combination. I mean, Nathan Patterson, I saw how had a brilliant game. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of made a good time getting rested, but I think the fact that you can chuck a bit Patterson in and he could have fit that role so well, yeah. is credit to him. I felt that, you know, watching the highlights, that most of the attacking play kind of came from his side, from his crosses. So it was a brilliant ball. And it was always a like brilliant move from Ruth as well. I mean, but from the goal back He just see like he knew exactly what to do and he knew what space to get into for that header and i think um like think if i was a Hibs fan i'd be gutted with that just the the space i would have had but as a rangers fan it was just a really
0: really nice gold watch jim i want to just study on um the performance of nathan patterson for, for a second there's been lots of Sort of tub-thumping for for him to, to come in and, and get his, his chance at right back. Um, I thought he took it yesterday. He looked a little bit rusty in the first half, but I thought the second half, he was excellent for us.
1: No, I was going to agree with you there, uh, Scott. And we'll make sure it's Nathan Patterson. I'm saying it's playing right back, no Scott Patterson. This <laughs> time. But, uh, uh, but, um, no, I agree with you. The first half, he looked a bit... There's no not, he's not Nathan Patterson I've seen him of, of last season and the games he's had... A, a chance to play in but he came into his own in the second half as you say he set up the goal for Riff. Um he was obviously it was a bit a bit different in the second half because him was they come as forward as much yeah. um so he had a bit more freedom to go down the right right hand side and, and get some crosses in and link up with Haji and um, I, I I can kind of agree I obviously what I agree his first half performance wasn't the best but yeah to him, he's, he's had a kick up the arse and he's got on me and he's, he's been able to show what, what, his, what his potential has gone forward for us so aye, I, was, I, was, I was quite happy He's her half forms and said that get that assist as well so I'm quite happy with that
0: David, John Lundstrom um, I, w- I would say now is in a real rich vein of form now if you told me after the Alishkirt game that we would be we would be praising him to the extent where we actually think he could be playing ahead of Stephen Davis, maybe week on, week off. Um, it's a remarkable turn in. I don't necessarily think form. I think he's got up to speed with the expectancy of us as support. He's began to understand where he is and the the size of the place that he's at. But I think the big thing for me is that you're seeing a player who is far more comfortable playing in the centre. Of the midfield three, as opposed to being expected to do box to box either side. Aye, um,
2: I mean, for me, I don't want to say I've always been a fan of Lundstrom, but I've always thought there was something there. Yeah, um, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a Rangers fan after Alex Kurt that was uh, saying nice things about yeah. him. To be fair, but um, in answer to your question, no, I didn't expect this. Um, I always thought there was a player there. Um I thought he'd come in and he'd do a job. The fact that, as you say, you know, there's an argument that he could be sticking a claim to Stephen Davis's place, nah, I wouldn't have seen that come in. Um, I know we did a pod probably two, three weeks ago now. Um, and we were speaking to Patrick and he was saying how, you know, he thought he would play in that further forward position, almost yeah. a number eight rather than a six, but Nah, I mean, fair play to the guy. You know, I think he's really come into his own in that game. And the other thing, we're saying that he's up to speed now. Aye, he might be compared to the rest of the team, but he's only been here a couple of months. Yeah. You know, there's, there's still more potential kind of growth as he becomes more attuned to the players around him, the system that the manager plays. Because I mean, I okay, it's easy for us to sit here and say, right, yeah, they do a high press and they do this and they do that. It took Gerard himself a couple of years to bed that into the team properly. So potentially with Lundstrom, we still have more to go, which is actually kind of exciting. I'm not going to lie. Pick the guy up for free. Thought he'd be a sort of a bit part player. So if he can do that, it's a cracking piece of business. Dylan, I think you look
0: at. Lundstrom got a tough time, and I, we've spoken about it in the pod before. I, the the Alashka sending off, he was also involved in the the sort of goal that Jamie Robson went on to scored for, for Dundee United. So he's been involved in things that have contributed to moments that have went against us in games. Um, however, he won't be the first guy that's maybe started at Rangers slow, and has then went on to have a relatively decent career. I wonder if. He is now considered as one of the the main leaders in the team now. Considering how well he's playing, there's definitely a, a confidence that's appeared about him that definitely wasn't there when he arrived in the summer.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the thing I remember as well is that he came from Sheffield United, which you know, you know, no well, disrespect him, They the are, a club, uh, you know, decent size club, but you know, the expectations at Sheffield United are much different than the expectations at Rangers. So. Yeah. Um, he went all the way from, you know, um, having, you know, you know, and I had like a really bad season um, in Premiership to from going there to going to be the Champions of Scotland. So there's always going to be a big jump off there and he would have to have like a good time to get used to that. Um, and as you say, you know, he's not the first player that's came to our club and struggling. he I mean, just have a look at Barisic, you know, I was convinced that after his first season that he was done that yeah. he would just go in a summer and then look how he managed to um managed to be finalized as career rangers. So yeah, you know, I think Winston does have all the characteristics. Um to be a leader in the squad, you know, he definitely has the physicality to play in all week. Um seems to have like a technical ability as well. So and yeah, I mean I'm I'm not always been as big as a fan, but i hold my hands up to say that he has been playing well in recent weeks. Um even so more so that I'm um, not at a point where I'm quite comfortable with him playing ahead Stephen Davies in certain matches. Yeah.
0: So
3: um yeah, I, I can I mean obviously Dutchwood, that um he keeps up the good form and uh, you yeah. can I, I think and we get better from here.
0: Jim Dylan quite rightly refers to, to Barisic and how he struggled and I remember him scoring a free kick at St Byrne and it really sort of changed his, his ranger's career. Indeed it was Barisic who who of course um crossed the goal for Morelos to score what would go on to be the winner. Um, what a delivery it was by the boy. He's, uh, he threw a couple of crosses in the first half as well. Um yeah.
1: and you quite rightly since that's a mum game, um that changed his, his ranger's career about uh but he's crossing, he's spent to run. It's, yeah. there's, nobody, there's nobody else in the league that even... Tav included. Go. I think he's better than Tav. Obviously mm-hmm. left-sided, but he's better than Tav when like he's absolutely. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. definitely better than Tav when like he's delivery. And, um, but, aye, what a cross. Oh, what can you say there? It's, uh, the wee man's 99th goal, I aye. think we'll touch on.
2: absolutely. Aye, so, so, um, oh, it was great. Aye, probably, Do you mind back where Barisic, when we actually played them, and he played in the headband, and it was, um, it was someone played a long ball. Was it Aussie Jack? Wasn't it? Yeah. On their lot, played a long ball up to him on the wing, and he hit it on the volley, and it was pinpoint. And then as soon as I heard we were sighting him, I was like, oh yes, that guy's mental. Yeah. So. You know, there's no doubt in the quality of his delivery at all. Croatian
0: left back, you know, what I mean, he's a Croatian number one choice left back. There's no doubt. Don't that... fall into that by accident. No, you yeah. don't. And I mean, I think, I, I think he occasionally struggles with form. Um, and we, you only need to look at him when he did arrive. He, he was clearly a, a guy that had to get into the way of things and just understand the enormity of where he was. Very similar, I would argue, to to what John Lundstrom is now finding and be- becoming a bit more um settled with um dave i'm going to come to you next huge game huge three points um takes or keeps us certainly top of the league um and moves us um a couple of places ahead of hibs and hearts who are in between us and fourth and fifth and whoever comes beneath that, to be perfectly honest. now you can't to
2: see more to see them. Matt. Absolutely. What yeah. I would
0: say is that if there was any doubt as to how big a game that was, you only had to look at the post-match reaction on the pitch from the players. So you, I I, I single out, from a, a playing perspective, you look at Nathan Patterson's reaction, who he was every Rangers fan on that pitch oh, celebrating. Right. Um, you look at Morelos, the importance of his scoring, albeit his coupon, didn't suggest he was that <laughs> pleased about it. I've seen some very, very funny images of that today. No, I have I... to say, um, But I think latterly, and you can cover these, David, in any order you like, Steven Gerrard was as animated at Ibrox celebrating a win as I think I've ever seen. Yeah, um,
2: so I suppose Morelos is the obvious one. <laughs> he never looks happy except when his <laughs> missus has gotten some balloons. But you know what? Every so often, you see that cheeky wee grin in a training photo or something. You're like, "Aye, he's yep. he's fine. He likes it. He's happy." Um, Patterson. It's a bit like Halliday, you know. He's living yeah. the dream. Um, but and I mean, I liked Pat, uh, Halliday a lot of heart for us, but. You know, we've kind of moved past that ability-wise. Whereas I think with Patterson, he's got all the ability plus some. Yeah. You know, he he's not got to worry about if he's going to get a game once he comes of age and you know once inevitably kind of goes beyond Tav, which I'm sure will happen at some point as long as we keep him. Um, just with Tav being older, you know, Patterson's obviously going to get a chance, and I think he'll be a stalwart in this team if he stays. I really do. Um, Gerard, I'll be honest, I've only ever seen him once like that as a manager. Um, not at Ibrox, but at Celtic Park. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, then it was down to significance because we'd beaten them on their own patch for the first time. I think there might be an element of that in this, not beating them on our patch because, you know, obviously we have done that. But he, despite what they say, they all read the papers, they all see the news. You know, even the press conference the other day, and he was getting asked about, you know, basically why Rangers so shy. Um, all right, he fired back and he said, "Yeah, we're getting the results, and yeah, he was right. You know, we are top of the league. Nobody can dispute that, but it's not because of our blistering form." Let's be honest here, you know, we've dug out results when we have need to, but I think all of us have had a moment of panic. And I just wonder if there's an element of that kind of relief in there, you know. Just the last week you had been saying about how we were top of the league. Potentially that would have meant we weren't top of the league yeah. anymore. It's another poor first half. Um, so to then turn it around like we did, come out firing, get the two goals, get the win, get the points... I think it's just gonna be an outpouring of emotion to be honest. I really do.
0: And well deserved. <laughs> Dylan, I, I think David's right. There there was there was definitely elements of Gerard releasing almost a getter right up you moment. Not not to the support and not to each stand, of course not, but there can be no denying that he has taken stick in recent weeks and he has taken stick in press conference press conferences from, from some of the guys in the media. Um, I just think that his reaction at the weekend was was really quite telling because I think there was murmurs that, that maybe some of these players had down tools and they had they had done what they had to do last season and they were quite content to go through the motions. And I, I think, I think, just my opinion, um, but I think Steven Gerrard really sort of laid down a marker at the weekend for, for for what we expect when when the guys come back from the international break in a week or so.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is probably the the roughest batch since uh, since not last season, but the season before before um, that wow. we got called off. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a big relief for him because I mean, listen, we haven't played well and and there's parts in the hip's game where we didn't play well at all, but. Yeah, I think Sky kind of goes out battle saying that champions find a way to win and again that's what we're interested and um, albeit as we down to 10 men you know we still had to create a good chance get to do goals and win the yeah. game and the fact that you know even though everyone's saying that we're playing really bad we're still top of the week at the moment um, at one point um, we're still six points ahead of them you know it's and that's quite massive and it's really massive going to the international break as well um and you know i, I just think jared just gets it you know he just yeah you, you can just tell that he just gets the club he just gets like what the result means to us because i mean if we had lost that game to hibs or even throw it to true then you know a big question would be asked just by you know the media or other sports but also like our own supporters as well so for him to get that win you know, it must have meant it must be like a big, big
0: relief for him. Jim, I, I, one of the things that that really struck a chord with me um, at the at the weekend was the the importance of, of people like Haji, who mm-hmm. I, I hasn't he probably sort of started started the season as, as well as what he would have liked. But I think yesterday, um, we saw real glimpses of what he offers when he's not on the ball. Um, looking for space, creating space for others, and I think you you spoke about it yourself. Yanis um, Hadji and Nathan Patterson had a bit of a, a field day down the right-hand side at parts of that second half.
1: Definitely. Um, Hadji, again, I've noticed a lot with Hadji as well this season. He seems to be more animated. He seems to be more... If something goes against him, I guess a feel He seems to be a bit more... Grew a bit more a bit, uh, he's grew yeah. up. He's kind of getting a bit more... Aye. Aggressive towards things, and I quite like that. I like that way about him. I like. He shows he's he's caring. He wants to. He's ready to play for the jersey and he wants to do everything right for the team. Yeah. And um, but he's got he's he's came on leaps and bounds for for when we took him on loan, and then we've and he's just seems to have grown into that number ten sort of position. That's probably to see. Yeah. Um, it links up well with the players around about him, um, and I think with a totally different team we've got Haji on uh, form Haji. As you see, he drags he drags defenders away from the ball and makes his spaces and um it he makes he's never know what he's gonna do so many times he doesn't know if he's left foot or right foot, you don't know what he's gonna do next week. But um but uh, he's definitely there's obviously no Hopefully, see him. he's been as good as his old man. But let's see, <laughs> let's see how he goes. But he's definitely, he's definitely grown into that position. And as long as we keep him fit, because he had some injury uh, problems last season, yeah, we keep him fit. He's, he's he's probably one of the first names the team sheet. Because you never know, <laughs> you never know with Gerard these days, and COVID Absolutely. and everything else. You don't know <laughs> who's going to be in the team sheet. But no. uh, hopefully he's a brilliant player, brilliant player, and he's played, he goes to show me we are playing. He's he's on form. The team teams to be on form and Dylan stole my thunder there. We seem to grind results out, but that's what champions do. The yeah, I think the champions, right. sure they've got to be a way of winning game. So, I'm only made to continue.
2: I often think you know, a lot of our fans complaining about the form, and here I'm I'm not delighted with it either. But I mean, do some of them remember some of the games under Walter Smith in Europe? Yeah, Jesus, they weren't pretty.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's
0: the thing, Dave. You know nobody's ever going to remember how you win a game as long as you win it. it. It's about getting the job done. At the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately what you're looking for at the end of the game is three points and I Of course, I mean, David, I don't want to say about sort of you, sort of saying about what I'm going to give teams are doing. I'm trying hard not to mention that, but I'm going Aye. to continue to do it. Um, there's, there's no doubt that um, you, you still get three points the one nothing or eight nothing you're still going That's to get three it. points and it'll be three points that will take you closer towards winning the league hopefully at the end of the season david i want to speak to you about alfredo morelos um if someone had said to me over the last couple of transfer windows summer january summer january that that guy would be around to get 100 goals for rangers um i would have i would have absolutely taken that opportunity now and he's going to get 100 goals for rangers despite yeah the rumours and the conjecture as to whether he's staying, going, whether he wants to stay or go or this team or that team are in for him and his agents talking to them, that and whoever else. Um, I think we should really be basking in the glory that we've got someone like Alfredo Morelos who's about to notch his 100th goal for the club. Um, What a remarkable signing he's been uh, and and we're really lucky to have a striker like him at the club.
2: Aye. I mean, yeah. You know, he's a goal off a hundred, worth remembering as well. He's our top European scorer. Yeah. Um, you know, so and you need to hope that, that just that record gets better as well with yeah, all things being equal, yeah, you know. Fingers it. crossed. That's it. Um I suppose the other thing that makes me laugh a bit about Morelos is um he was actually bought in by Pedro as a backup to Herrera. <laughs>
0: bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> um,
2: incredible. So when, when you think of that, the fact we signed him for a mill, and then you see kind of what he's gone on to do with us, it is, it's pretty incredible. Um, I think it's really hard sometimes to separate the wheat from the chaff when it comes to transfer stories. I mean... You know, we, we've all seen it. He's linked with this club, or he's linked with that club, and he's going here, he's going there. Yeah. Um. And the media seem to have a bit of a habit of turning what he said a wee bit. Sometimes I think because I mean, Morales has never made it a secret. He wants to go on. He wants to play potentially in England, but certainly a top five league. Yeah. Um. And that automatically seems to be spun to you know he wants to a Rangers. I. I don't think I've ever seen him actually come out and say that. If you look for the quotes rather than the sort of headline that they want to throw at you, I don't think I've ever seen him say he wants to leave us. He said eventually he wants to move on. Aye, so be it. You know, football's a short career. We've more than had our money's worth out of him. And, you know, he's going to want to make himself a payday. So I totally get that. Plus, he'll want to test himself against the best. But, I, I mean, the. Again, gerard has been pretty clear. Unless the right offer comes in for him, he's dead. Um, He keeps signing new contracts, so he's not leaving for free. So, you know, I, I think the club are in quite a good position here. Um, and Despite his naysayers,
0: he is a bloody good player. I don't think, Dylan, that I've ever bought that Alfredo Morelos at any point has wanted to leave Rangers. I, don't, I just don't think it's something that I... I I think every time you see him and he scores, and listen, we we all know as David rightly says, you know what I mean? There'll be a wee smile and you know everything's okay. But until then, he's maybe looking a bit glum, even after he scores, and that's just the way of it. But he quite clearly loves the support, he loves the adulation he gets, he loves playing for the football club. There's been nothing that I've seen that makes me think that Alfredo wants to play anywhere else. Nothing at all.
3: Yeah, and like, I think the same to remember as well, it's like it's not really being a hash for us. Like you know, you never really see any like bad behaviour run like the training or around a club at all. Um yeah. seems to like uh, you know he's just, he just he just um he's just such sort of like a good player, such a good person as well, it seems by his charity work and you could just tell that just like Gerard like he just gets the club. You just totally gets what it means. Um yeah means to us um i mean if you told me about when he first sold up that uh, he was gonna get nearly 100 goals for us um i wouldn't believe you you know um yeah. I, I for some reason i just had in my head that he's just gonna flop this because of the running the club at the time around that but you know he's proved to be a fantastic signing and wherever he goes he's gonna make us a healthy profit as well and i have no doubt that he'll one day play in a top five week and Hopefully we do win for Colombia at a major tournament soon enough. I Jim,
2: hope, uh, sorry, David. I, think, I was going to say I think Johansson deserves
0: a lot of kudos there. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. That linked it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think by all accounts, I think JJ was the one who who kind of brought him to the attention of uh, whoever yeah. was looking after the the administration, football administration side of things um, back in those days. Jim, I. I I would suggest he's the best striker we've had at the club since Jelavic. Um and I wonder, and we never spoke about this off air, so this is taking you by surprise. And I I wanted to give you a hard question because David gets it in the week pretty much every time he's on. Um if you had the opportunity to pick Jelavic and his plum or Morelos now, who would you pick? Good question. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'd say I'd say Morelis she scored more goals than Yellow Rich, so definitely Morelis. But um, that's a brilliant question. No, but I agree with the boys and he's for a million pounds, I mean, no, he's a it's a steal. That
2: really but, is. Um take both and we'll pay him in EBTs, that's sort of the difference. So. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: nah, you seen him? You seen him yesterday as well. He, even watching the game. He was playing the right back. Some at some point. He, yeah. the, only, the only thing that frustrates me about um, Alfredo, I know he plays for the team, but he's, he's for a goal scorer, he's never in he's never in position apart from when he scored yesterday. Yeah. he always seems to be out in the way. He's too deep at times. But what can you say? Over that return, he's I know He's definitely going to hundred goals, and I think it's 198 games or something he's played. He scored 99 goals. It's, oh, it's
0: ridiculous. An amazing he's, return. Aye. So, he's, his form has been, since he's been introduced into the first team squad and um, been given regularity of football, um, his record is incredible. I don't care what anyone says. He's, and I know there's there, there, there's going to be people who are going to point to various bits and pieces as far as discipline concerned. And I think he would admit himself that there's been discipline incidents that maybe he's let himself down a little bit and the manager's been quick enough to... To, to pick him up on that However um, Alfredo Morelos' main job is to score goals mm-hmm. And you you Cannot criticise him For being at 99 goals um, Consistently being linked With wanting to be somewhere else um, He just kept his eyes on the prize And he's going to get 100 goals Before the end of this year It's incredible
2: so,
1: Good,
0: see,
2: see how you were saying About his positioning Do you think that's a symptom of this season in our form? Uh, it, might, it might be,
1: because um, I don't think... I know we keep going on, about it
2: was two great crosses
1: yesterday got his goals, but the, the, I think the supply... You know, you've got uh. Morelos up front, Ruff up front, from time to time, so chopping and changing. I think the frustrating thing is that he's not getting the supply that he got last season, yeah. which has caused him to drop deeper. And... Um, I think that's what's getting him a bit frustrated because by now he's probably scored about ten goals. But now, yeah. <laughs> but is I know. But it, it's amazing to see that. But it's. Um, but I think that's what. He is. I think he gets frustrated. He has to come back. And then, oh. but he, at least he's doing it for the team. He doesn't get himself annoyed. He's going to get get him, get him down in any way. He him just he just carries on. But um, but I think it's the, to do with the fact that they're not supplying him enough, and yeah. that's that's why he's dropping deeper and the right back sometimes.
0: I think that's a great, great point. And, and David Gavin Kelly brought it up with us in our um, group chat um, that everyone has when they're working. Um, I think that if if you're smart enough to give guys like Roof and Morelos chances, i.e., no. coming for the side or the three guys across the midfield, if you're smart enough to get these guys in, um, they will score. Give them the opportunities, Aye. and and they are going to score. Oh, I. Um, I think
2: you can see that across both of them in their time here. You know, yeah. again, look at last season. As Jim said, how many goals Morelos had by this point last season? You know, aye, absolutely. Yeah. Um I mean, they're both quality finishers. Maybe Alfie could score more that he hits a push, but you know, he's still pretty clinical in the grand scheme of things, and yeah I think the balls have been going in, but they've just not been the same quality as I mean as you guys have said, it was two kind of real precision crosses that yeah. laid on those goals absolutely and there's too many times this season we haven't been seeing that, yeah we've just seen it you know getting needlessly humped in the middle of the box somewhere or launch it you know played over the top and Don't get me wrong, it's great to have that bit of variation but you know, sometimes you need that quality and yeah.
0: when you deliver these guys stand up Dylan does the international break come for us now at a good time or a not so good time
3: uh, well, that's a tough question I mean I think if you said to me an international break after the old farm then I would say it would have been a good chance but again we've not yeah. picked up since then so You know, it's quite hard because you know, you're just kind of hoping that none of the players, you know, get COVID or come into contact with someone that has it. Yeah. Um, Most like a good plus with this one is that Morelos is not in the Colombian squad, so he can, you know, stay. So that's one less thing to worry about, one less important player to worry about. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, on paper, it should because I think we're going to an actual break, still top of the week. Um, you know, I, I know it's a win against heads at home, but still a good win given yeah. the circumstances. Yeah. Um, you're just kind of hoping that the players just carry on their form into international football, um, get that experience at a higher level, and hopefully that can help the translate. After break, but you know, I could say it's giving a passing for, I and mean, this will go as a boring answer to that We'll just have to see <laughs> at hearts in a couple of weeks time
0: but that so my my reason for asking that Jim is we we come off the the back of beating the team that were closest to us in the league um Stephen Gerrard now he, he said last week that. After the international break, would be a time when he would look to probably have maybe strongest 11 available to him. However, um, you have to be aware that people are now going away to other countries to play for their country, which brings the whole Covid thing into question. Um, I just wonder if Stephen Gerrard would rather the Hearts game was next weekend as opposed to having to wait until all these guys go away and then come back unscathed before we play Hearts at Ibrox. That's
1: it's a catch-22 situation. You want, to, you want to continue the form you're winning. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, we've already mentioned it, but the form's not been the greatest, or performances aren't been the greatest, but we've been winning. Yeah. Um, I think a game against Hearts, again, would probably be a game where it'd be a bit scrappy, and I think it's a game obviously we obviously could win, Yeah. Um,
0: most definitely. But
1: I think it was twelve. I think it's twelve players we've got away in international duty.
0: Something um, like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Free a phone my way to Africa, and um, I, was, I can see it being a point. And most of your, most of your starting learning, are starting they're going to be in the national break. The international teams are. You've got Lundstrom you've got McGregor, you've got a couple of other players there, and they're actually yeah. regulars for the international teams. But there's a chance to, to get some players about. David, rest and. My instinct has got a bit of form there
0: coming back. David, I think from my perspective, I, I'm i really on the fence with this one. I, I mean, I really am. I, I can't decide if I would rather we continue to pick up that, hopefully, the consistency from the Hibs game by having another game straight off the bat. Um, we obviously don't have that and, and now we need to hope that players come back a, without any injuries. Or without any obvious nasties that that are, that are COVID related. What, what say you? What do you reckon? Uh, so I'm a little bit like you. Uh,
2: you could quite easily make arguments either way. Um, yeah. I think you know where we're at. Wise. I, okay, we had a good second half against Hibs. Yeah, probably wouldn't get too carried away with that. It is only one half, and we have done that at other points in the season. Yeah. So I think normally for me, I would actually say that this is a good point for us to have a break, purely for the fact that it lets, you know, the players get a bit more game time if they're away with their national teams or a bit more time working on the training pitch and tactics, et cetera. My one concern is obviously, where we are as a world at the minute with COVID. Um, We saw how disruptive it can be in the last round of international fixtures. And my worry is, it's all well and good these players going out with their teams and getting time. But if they then come back or injured or, in fact, don't come back because they're in COVID quarantine, we could potentially be in a worse place. So I think overall... Yeah, I would say it probably is a good
0: time, but with some reservations. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Jim, thanks for coming on again this week. Um we will—you'll be back before you know it, my friend. Well done. Thanks for coming on.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Dylan, always good to see you, my friend. And you were here for the duration as well this week, which was very, very good. Thanks for coming back, (laughs) bud.
3: Yeah, lessons were learned. Uh, Not to have a dodgy take way before a podcast recording. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) lessons weren't there, but it's been a pleasure as always, mate. Well done, good man. And and David, before I let you go, I'm keen for you to let um, all our listeners and viewers know a wee sneaky insight into In The Dugout. In The Dugout.
2: Well, um, the lads had me on. It was interesting. I got slagged yep. for being old. Um, <laughs> nah, it was, do you know what? It was a really good laugh. And actually, it was quite nice, if I'm being honest, to sit and think about some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something I don't think of every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone else's as yeah. well, to
0: be fair. So, for anyone looking in and listening, Craig uh, Dennett and Kyle McLean are, are rolling out a new series called "In the Dugout." So everyone on this ibrox team i think in the first instance will be given the opportunity to go through the same questions i'm sure it is david i think everyone Aye. gets the, the same Aye. sort of raft of questions um although i i hope they don't ask me about a plant because if they ask me about a plant i've got a real issue um <laughs> but um everyone will have the, the chance to, to to sort of participate and i think um it will be something we'll look to roll out to to maybe some other special guests that Um, Craig and Kell probably don't know about yet which we will um, probably keep on upper sleeves for the moment. One last thing that I would like to say, um, I I have to give um, my best wishes to to Ross McGill from the Union Bears, not someone I know but I know he's someone who has has stepped down from the the Union Bears to I assume uh, pursue um, other opportunities. The the atmosphere Ibrox is largely down to what these guys are doing down in that corner so we wish Ross all the best in the first instance and congratulate him on his work. In particular, that fantastic fire show up beside the Clyde in May, which I don't think any of us will, will ever, ever, ever forget. Yep. We yep. should say that all of our content is available across at www.thissibrox.co.uk, all free, not a penny. Thank you very much. Um, and you can jump on there. You can look at us on YouTube, Stitcher, Acast, all the obvious places, wherever you get your podcasts, we're all there. Um, and we urge you to, to join, subscribe, listen to us, and leave some pleasant comments try to be nice Um, we will do it all again probably after the international break rather we'll do a review up to the hearts game um, and I've got the the envious task of of working out who's going on and when so I'm really looking forward to that you can probably tell Um, thanks for watching again and we will see you in a couple of weeks bye bye